Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast. Let's redo that. Hello and welcome to the Reading Entertainment Podcast, episode 394 for Easter Sunday, which is April 9th, 2023. My name is Nathan Reed Spruth, and joining me this week, we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. There's a good chance nobody will actually be able to hear this episode, so welcome to the lost episode of Reading Entertainment. It's like a 50% chance. First off, nobody listens anyway. But secondly, even if I'm not able to post it to you know Spotify and everything, I'll still have it on YouTube so people could listen to it there. But if you are listening to it, great. Uh, everything worked out honky-dory. That's, that's something people say, right? That's something I say. Oh, okay. So uh, first things first, let's introduce Connor. Connor, where can we find you? You could find me at a website, aroa.website. You just got to punch that in, A-R-O-8-H.website. And you could find all of our relevant social media links. One of those I would like to draw your attention to is Clinton's Core Classics, a Rise of the Rune Lords first edition actual play podcast. And you could actually find that anywhere that podcasts are found. Are find? Are found. You could find that anywhere that podcasts are found. Yes, you can. And that one actually does work, so... Uh, we mentioned it last week. We're trying a new hosting. We're trying to basically we're trying to do self-hosting because while it's not expensive to host a podcast, it's still like a hundred bucks up. a year. Yeah, it's like a hundred bucks a year per podcast, and that's you know a couple hundred bucks that I could have back in my pocket. So uh, we're trying to do some self-hosting. We moved this podcast, the Reeton podcast, over to the self-hosted, but the Clinton's Core Classics is still on our previous hosting provider at $9 a month. So it's not something that it matters. I'm not going to be like, hey, we need money to pay for the podcast host because that's just dumb. Like, we have enough. But it's it would be nice to not have to pay that small amount of money. Fucking A. That, and it would be nice to have multiple uh, feeds for our multiple projects. But it, we'll talk more about that, in, like, in summer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know my idea on it is... I'm okay with it with our previous uh what was it with our previous provider whatever we were going through before uh when before we broke off into our own independent thing for the Clinton's Core Classics everything was on the same thing and so that was a little weird because you'd have our stuff getting posted on a certain day and then somebody else's stuff getting posted the next day and so it could confuse people if they just wanted to listen to one of those particular shows but i think that if if we do a project and then end it then we could be like okay now we're switching over to this project and they're not going to be as confused instead of having multiple feeds but whatever at least in our case one project would be finished before we'd pick up the next one exactly but it it is a problem that does have a solution and unfortunately one of those solutions is pay up more money and i don't want to do that well, yeah, and and my my thing about it is, could we convert all of those listeners that we have right now over to the new project? 
if we if we launch a different podcast for that. And that's it's possible. I just don't know. Anyway, if I was worried about numbers, that would be a concern. But I don't actually care about numbers. Yeah, but how are we going to get our man? Oh, wait, we could start a new podcast and get a new Manscaped deal. We could. Yeah. (laughs) And then fail at that one as well. We did not fail. It got extended. That's a success. It it was a success insofar as it happened. A technicality success is still a success, Nathan. Yes. Anyway, you can find me, Nathan Reitenspruth. I'm Reiten everywhere, uh, Monday through Friday. I'm on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Reiten. Uh, I won't be there Thursday or Friday of this upcoming week because I'm going to be deploying four clinics, which is going to be fun. We we replace all the computers, all the monitors, keyboards, mice, scanners. Uh, the only thing I think we're not replacing is printers, basically. And so that's going to be my entire week, basically. Um, we have four of those. And I'm going to get a lot of overtime, which is freaking amazing at like $45 an hour. Yeah. Anyway. And that's how he affords the podcast for a year. He does one week of overtime. Yeah. It's, 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 it's nice. It's <laughs> nice. No, that's how I afford my uh, girlfriend's spending habits. Anyway, <laughs> uh, what, what games have you played this week? All right. So I actually got a quite a bit because I played Stuck at Home Sick again for the second week in a row. Oh, nice. Uh, turns out I had COVID. So uh, so I isolated the hell out of myself, and that is good for playing video games. That's good. I I'm managed... One, I'm happy that, because I know you have pro- health problems related to your respiratory system, so I'm happy that everything worked out okay. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm mostly fine. I, th- I think I'll live okay. eventually. Uh, I beat Shenmue 1, which I think I might have mentioned last week, but that's a, a monumentous and a, enough occasion to mention. I'm going to eventually get to Shenmue 2, but I wanted to play some other things. So uh, let, let's talk about those. We played some Payday 2, and I think I will wait to let you talk about that. Yeah. But setting that up gave me an excuse to set up Pavlov VR. Last time I took a break from Pavlov, I came back and it was like a whole new game. This time I came back and it was just the same, but more dumbed down. I was really kind of disappointed by the lack of progress I was seeing in there. And, you know, shame on me for having expectations on a free at this point update you know but it would have been nice yeah i i've i played that once with you and i was terrible at it 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 does take some practice but it's it's like the coolest you know laser tag that you could play Mm -hmm. uh battlefield 2042 i've been playing that and that's i i like it when i have a good community to give squad and if i'm just playing with people who are like doing their own thing it's awful so I'm, I'm trying to look for something that's not a shooter that can scratch that social itch. I don't think it's Battlefield, but it's filling the void in the meanwhile. Uh, I played some Halo with my buddy because we were sick at home. Uh, we're, we're doing the, the Laso run of like all of the Halo games. Oh, yeah. So we're, we're just about to get to Gravemind, which people say is like the hardest mission full stop. So we're going to dedicate like a day to do that one mission sometime in the near future. And that's just all we're going to do is suck at Halo for a while. Yeah, and uh, I, I, is that the same one you did? Because I know you did all the Halo's lasso run not too long ago. Yes, we did that with the new skulls on. Now we're doing it just like with the playlists that they have on there, which would be cool. There's only like, I think you said there's like 600 people who've done the playlist in the world. 
Well, that's cool. So, I mean, that'd be neat, I guess. You guess. Maybe. I guess. It's it's definitely a project I'm helping a friend do and not a project I'm doing and getting help with, but it's nice to be along for the ride. I like Halo. Mm-hmm. And you know the, the Space Marine Warhammer game, the one that you recently played? Yeah, I played that last year, yeah. When I was finishing Shenmue 1, I was like, I want to do something that's, you know, not Shenmue before I tackle the second one here. And I noticed I still had some achievements missing for this game, so I reinstalled that, and with the help with some people on a Discord server, I managed to get all the rest of the achievements. Hooray. Well, that's good. I did not get all the achievements. I played through the game and beat it. That's all I did. I, uh, I did run through the game and beat it on the hardest difficulty, because I didn't have the achievement for that yet. And I shouldn't like this game. It's the same as, like, a metal, a, uh, a Devil May Cry or, you know, whatever. Just a, a typical beat-em-up-with-a-gun. But this game has some, some class to it. I was thinking more some, like Gears of War, but... Maybe do. even more than that. There's something about being just so dramatically overpowered to everything around you. It's, it's like a little bit more involved version of, like, a Vampire Survivors. There's rarely a time where I walk up to a fight and I was like... Well, I'm not going to have this easily handled, but it's still fun. So the only thing I had a problem with, and I spoke about this when I was playing through the game, is that they take the jetpack away. <laughs> it's, it's balance. I get it. I yeah, get I, it. I do agree, too. though. The, the jetpack is a whole lot of fun. He'll just be like, like, you'll be able to fly around for hours in the jetpack as long as you don't cross a certain point. And then he's like, nope, out of fuel. You know, One like, of what? the achievements that I needed to get for multiplayer was killing people midair while on the jetpack. Nice. And it's great because if you clash in midair with a melee weapon, they go flying. It was like 4 a.m. Uh, I was up for other reasons also playing Warhammer. And I was just like 4 a.m. giddy cracking up how far bodies would go flying when you crash in midair. It's a whole lot of fun. This game, for being a decade old now, it still has some shine to it. Yes, it's a good game, and they're coming out with a second one at some point in the future. I don't know I when. It's like super soon. Uh, like tenth edition's coming out this summer. I think they're probably lining it up for that. I will. Uh, I'll do a quick search and I find out while you talk about what your games you play. Because I I also played Space Station Thirteen, and that's that's not worth going into. So that's it. All right. So uh, as has been pretty usual on Monday, I played through. I played some Overwatch Two with some friends. Had some fun with that. It's. It's all right. Nothing super notable happened. So uh, I actually I'm getting better at some of the more accurate characters. So there's like Ash and I never play Widowmaker, but like Ash is the big one where I am notoriously terrible with like sniping and I'm getting a little bit better at it. I got some headshots, killed some killed some people with Ash, which is pretty great. I think I got like a quintuple kill with her ult, which was great. Uh, Moving on, I got I played some crime boss Rock A City. Which is like Payday. It's a little bit easier. I do like that they have a single player mode, but as we spoke about before, the voice acting in that is freaking awful. It, have, it makes me tap out. It's too bad for me. It's so like they they go in there. It's like they recorded lines. They like took they took our voice acting classes. And just recorded lines, and they're like, all right, see ya. Thanks for being here for the 35 minutes, Chuck. And it, it's really bad. Like, I, they don't even have that many lines of dialogue to give, and it's still awful. There are some cool things, though. Uh, you can hire 
in the roguelike portion, you can hire different mercenaries basically to supplement your team. And there are some that have specific names. They're more they cost more money, but they have more traits and they have specific names and they have their own missions. So you can do those missions and uh kind of flesh out the story a little bit. So that's pretty nice. Uh but that being said, I've kind of played all of the missions. There's a few missions like that are one and done missions, like robbing a train and stuff, and you only do that once in the campaign mode until you die and you have to play through them again. And I haven't done I haven't completed all of those, but it, all the missions kind of feel samey. It's all, all kind of the same. And there aren't as many missions as with the next game I'm going to talk about, which is because I played Crime Boss and it's very similar to Payday, uh, we just played Payday 2 because it's way cheaper than, than Crime Boss Rock A City. And I'm not going to ask any of my friends to pay 30 to $40 for a game that realistically should be like 10 or $15. So, Reed was getting sick and tired of hearing his friends say, why aren't we just playing Payday 2? Yeah. So we did just that. So we played Payday 2. We had fun. Uh, I think we failed every... Well, we didn't fail every mission. We failed going stealth on every mission. Uh, no, we made it out of the jewelry store before things... Oh, no, wait, things did go loud. That's right. Yeah. We had to escape. Yeah, and then You're we, right. were, we were going to do... the Our last mission was the nightclub... Not the nightclub mission. What's it the called? The Alesso Heist. The Alesso Heist, which is like a nightclub. It's just... It's one of my favorite heists, actually. I love that mission. And that one went loud almost immediately... Because one of the person that we were playing with accidentally bumped into a police officer. Hey, that's payday. That's, Stuff happens. That's what happens every time. Like one of us bumps into it, or we get caught by a camera, or our friends wearing full armor when they walk right past a guard because they're stupid. <laughs> I mean, we were playing with someone who was brand new. I was not expecting things to go perfect in either of the situations, and I still had fun. It was fun. Yeah, we had fun. It wasn't. It wasn't bad at all. We did a couple loud missions like rats. And Didn't you get like three followers that stream too? Oh, yeah, I got some new followers. Uh, I got up to, I think I got two new followers on that stream and got up to 666, which was great. You know, that's, that's what you're Big looking fan. for. And then I played some WWE 2K23 and I beat the male story of My Rise, which is like their career mode. Uh, but there's also another one called. So there's there's the lock, and then there's another one that I can't remember the name of. I want to say the latch, but that's definitely not it. <laughs> um, but there's a female My Rise story that I haven't played through, so I, I can't technically say I beat the game. Um, so afterwards, Are you I was like, do a I still play through as a as Retina. I I may uh just do that. There there's a lot of side content, so. You can either just play straight through the story, and that would cut down the time to play it dramatically, uh, but you wouldn't get as many points like to put into your character. So I might just play through the, the story and only take a few hours instead of however many hours it took me to play through the entire game for the, other, for the male character. Anyway, uh, I... Decided after I was done with that, because that only took me like an hour and a half to beat that. And I was like, oh man, I, I got another hour and a half to play games. So I decided to do the online portion. And I was facing somebody, 
and just just he he didn't have a microphone but it's it's a game that is set up that you're automatically on mic and so i'm talking to my stream i'm like calling the guy bullshit i was like this guy is bullshit you know like he was he wasn't cheating which is nice because there is a lot of cheating in online modes for wwe games for some reason uh like they would do in wwe 2k 22 the previous one uh there was a glitch that you could in any match you could go like to the bottom left corner and like manipulate the controls in a way that would make it seem like you're exiting the steel cage and it would trick the game into ending the match and giving you the win because it thought you exited the steel cage that wasn't there <laughs> which That's is not amazing a good place to leave a win condition no and and i don't understand why people would go and play an online game just to do stupid stuff like that like over and over and over again but that's me they didn't so the person i played with didn't do that and we were the only two people playing the game online because every time i would do a quick match it would immediately hook me up with this person um and so i'm talking shit about this guy while playing and he comes into my stream and follows me so uh <laughs> that's and, not the outcome i was expecting i know right and he was like no seriously keep keep on uh keep going on with the good work you're really funny and i was like oh thanks so at least he he found it humorous that uh, the shit that i was talking about him um that could have uh that could have gone in an entirely other direction it could have so uh you know i made a friend that was it was fun and actually Again, while he was being cheap, I did end up winning a couple of matches when we matched against each other, so it was it was pretty enjoyable. Uh, and then that's it. That's all I played this week. Um, so we're gonna move on to some stories. Unless you had anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, no. No Space Station Thirteen. No. You were I, home I, like, all I, week, and you didn't. I, play... I did. I, I played a bunch of Space Station. Like. Oh, okay. There were times where I was cooperating and being collaborative, being productive, getting achievements. And then there were times where I was like, <laughs> I can't get out of bed. I'm just going to play Space Station 13 on my tablet. <laughs> and it was good. Good. Uh, we're going to move on. We're going to talk about some more WWE. Uh, a big one. At least it's not the, the rumor that was going to happen, but we'll talk about that in a second. WWE is selling to Endeavor Media, which owns UFC. And apparently they are spinning it into a UFC slash WWE company. So they're going to be under the same umbrella. I can only, like, I'm trying to go through my head all of the possibilities of, like, I guess it's, you know, the same people selling seats at uh, at venues or the same people selling pay-per-view or licensing rights, I guess. Yeah. But like, how do these two adjacent but distinctly dissimilar companies fall under the same umbrella? Well, let me. Okay, first off, let me say this: Endeavor already owns UFC. They bought it years ago, um, in like twenty. I want to say twenty fourteen, but it could have been before that. I don't know. I don't know the timeline, but. WWE and UFC are very similar in many ways. And I know that part of the presentation for UFC back in the day, did you ever watch the original UFC stuff? 
Uh, I've seen some old clips of like when the Gracies were in it and stuff like that, but that's like the 80s. I'm, I'm sure it's all Nin- different 90s. now. 90s. Or 90s, yeah, yeah. whatever. It, a lot of it is different. And they, once Endeavor took over, they made it more entertainment. While the, while I still, ha- I, I even hesitate to say that the matches aren't predetermined. But, uh, you know, while the fighting may be real, in UFC, a lot of the like, oh, I'm gonna, I hate you, I'm gonna beat you up, and Ronda Rousey, and you know, Conor McGregor, and all of those people, they are definitely more adjacent to WWE characters than just the old UFC, you know, hey, we wanna fight and show who's better. Because that those antics bring people to watch the show. So I, I think that. UFC has definitely taken at least the outside of the, the not squared circle, but the octagon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've t- definitely taken that and extended it and been more UFC or more WWE. So I'm, I'm kind of talking out of my butt here just because I'm out of my realm of like expertise. There are people who have gone the other way and like they, they were professional wrestlers and then they've gone over to be WWE stars, right? Well, you mean you isn't that what Bra- like uh so, I, I might have said that backwards, but isn't that like yeah. how Brock Lesnar got his start or whatever? Yeah, Brock Lesnar was a he was a l- legit wrestler. He did uh he was an NCAA champion. Uh and WWE was like, "Oh my god, this guy is going to be massive." He both, sure is marketable. Both, both literally and figuratively massive. And so they re- heavily recruited him. He wasn't a wrestling fan like a professional wrestling fan, but you know, they offered him a lot of money. And so he went to WWE. After like a couple of years, he left and tried to do football, wasn't able to get into football, and then was like, screw it, I'll just do UFC. And that's how he became more marketable. So, yes, there was that. Bobby Lashley did that. Jack Swagger. There's a few wrestlers. CM Punk was in the. <laughs> I just want to uh, go back to the days when the Wrestle Boys were like, you know, dressing up like uh, the Undertaker or Kane or Jake the Snake. You know, like there was there was a little more panache and like they, there's still per- some people paradery. Uh, yes, I understand what you're talking about. That more flamboyant. Um, yeah, I'm just. I, mean, I guess that's ultimately what I'm saying. I'm worried that this merger might send that the opposite direction. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that, if anything, you're going to see more crossover, most likely from UFC fighters going into WWE. You're probably going to see that happen. Like if Con- I don't know if Conor McGregor still signed with UFC, but his character, I could see easily translating to go to professional wrestling. Um, so let's get into the nitty gritty of it. Um, Endeavor Group Holdings Incorporated has bought 51% of the shares, basically. So they now have controlling interest in the, um, in the company. Existing WWE shareholders will have 49%. So they don't have any say, really. Endeavor can do whatever they want because they have the majority of the company. This is kind of like what we're worried about is going to happen with Ubisoft, uh, that some outside company is going to buy up 51% of the shares and then they'll have controlling interest. 
Uh, the new business, which does not have a name yet, will, I mean, it's definitely going to be WWE UFC, uh, will be led by Endeavor CEO Ari Emanuel. Uh, Vince McMahon, executive chairman of WWE, will serve at the same role in the new company, and Dana White will continue to be president of UFC. Nick Khan, who is currently president of WWE, will become, well, continue to be president. I don't know if he's president right now, but he will be president uh, at WWE. Um, together, we will be tw uh, a $21 billion live sports and entertainment powerhouse with a collective fan base of more than a billion people and exciting growth opportunity. I don't know if there's a billion people that like UFC and WWE, but sure. That's... That that's that's a lot of people, but that is a lot of people. Like globally, maybe even globally, I, I a whole billion people still liking both WWE and UFC, even combined. That's mm. a lot of people. That's a lot of people. We're at what seven billion people right now. I don't want to think about it. That's too many. There's too many. There's too many people. So this is it's a. It's a big deal, and I'm I'm more okay with this purchase than what they thought was going to be, and then we'll move on. So they thought originally that Saudi Arabia was going to get controlling interest in, in WWE. Like, the nation of Saudi Arabia was going to buy WWE, and sure. that caused a huge shitstorm because... Um, What's the word? They suck. Uh, Saudi Arabia is a terrible, terrible country. And so uh, that was a huge shitstorm. Endeavor, while I still don't like the idea of, honestly, anybody else owning. I, I prefer WWE just to be a private company, but I, I'm, I'm more okay with this than a country controlling the company, uh, especially after some of the stuff they pulled, you know, with murdering journalists and all that in Saudi Arabia. Anyway, I know you don't care. You, I, you like UFC in the sense that you like the Gracies. <laughs> Basically. Basically, like, a lot of the sport aspect of a martial art really does not appeal to me. Like, I, if you're doing this to, to be sportsmen and, like, main people, you're kind of an asshole. Yeah. I like watching knockout videos for USC, but sitting there and watching a whole pay-per-view, oh, I hate it. Oh, I just, I'm just like, oh, good. Like, I don't care about the tail of the tape. I just want to watch them punch each other up, up there. They're grappling again. And I understand that that's a big deal and uses a lot of strategy and it's boring as hell to watch. <laughs> if you know what's going on, it is a little more interesting. I will give it that just like on a whole. It's like watching people play chess. Yeah. But I view that in the same way that I view like football or hockey or whatever. I've never wanted to watch it. If I was ever interested in doing it, I'd just go do it. Yeah. And the same the same thing, by the way, I understand you would say, probably say the same thing about some of my favorite wrestling matches. Like I watched uh, a couple of weeks ago, less than a month ago, Daniel Bryan or Brian Danielson versus MJF in an Ironman match. And an Ironman match is a one-hour match where it's whoever can get the most falls in one hour. And you would probably be bored as shit watching a one-hour wrestling match. 
for so sure. I, That's, can... I mean, there there's a point where doing an hour of anything that requires like athleticism is going to be fucking exhausting. Oh yeah, yeah, and they these two guys have great cardio, so they were able to go the whole one hour, which is amazing. Anyway, uh, if if you do like professional wrestling and you haven't watched it and you're listening to the podcast, Brian Danielson versus MJF. Uh, Iron Man match. It's amazing. Watch it. Anyway, moving on, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about crime. Who wants to talk about Payday 2? The newest mission in Payday 2. This is more like Payday 3 crime. We're not there yet. Oh my god. They if I were if I worked at Overkill, I think is what that's called. If I worked mm-hmm. at Overkill, the guys who made Payday, I would be like, "We need to put this in the game. We need to put this in the game right now." And there's already a mission where you go around stealing cars, but like instead you just put an ECM jammer on it and hop the highway or something like that. That'd be fun as fuck. Yeah. So the next story is somebody burgled the app. No, this is different. You're you're looking at the wrong story. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the Apple Store one where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. they the the robbers went into the bathroom of the next door. Is it Starbucks? Was it Starbucks? It was a, a Seattle Coffee Gears bathroom. So, like Starbucks, but Seattle Coffee Gears bathroom. And they dug a, 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 a hole in the wall, climbed through, and stole, quote, $500,000 worth of iPhones. I mean, that's one way to do it. Oh, it's amazing. And they didn't, so they didn't get caught. Uh, and there's a picture here. It's from Mike at, uh, at, Atkinson. Atkinson. I assume he's the coffee gear owner. It says, Good morning, Twitter fans. Yesterday was a weird day. One, two men broke into one of our retail locations. Why? To cut a hole into our bathroom wall to access the Apple store next door and steal $500,000 worth of iPhones. Later that night on the way to the grocery store, my wife... Something, something, something. Uh, Later on, my wife and I happened upon a truck pulled over on the side of the road. The driver was giving the passenger... Really bad CPR. My wife and I jumped into action. I pulled the woman from the truck and my wife began CPR while coaching the other person what to do. Five minutes later, the medics arrived and they were able to revive her before loading into the ambulance. Well, the second part really doesn't have anything to do with. I was going to say, did you pre-read that before you started reading it? I did. I did not. I read it before, (laughs) but my brain forgot stuff. So good. They saved somebody's life. But also the first part is the iPhones getting stolen and there's a picture underneath that shows the hole that was created for the men to go through. And I I I know I'm not supposed to say I love it, but I love it. That's, I kind of love it. I kind of love it. Um, Mike, I have so many questions just from the photo. Like, that makes noise drilling through wall. How'd they do it? Uh-huh. Were they just flushing the toilet over and over? Oh, this is, this is bad. I'm going to need, like, I don't know, two and a half hours? Well, yeah, and I, I don't know. They said the speed and detailed execution of the theft has some, like Atkinson, suspecting that this was an inside job, which I immediately thought as well. Mm-hmm. Like, they would have either an inside job or somebody who, you know, expertly, like, looked through the place and was like, like they they had the timeline set up and everything. Like they knew what was going on. 
Was it just like drywall separating the two stores or something? Like, did they exacto knife that shit? That's what I was wondering. Like, was it a like you said it was a saw? It could have been a a, a hand saw. Like, even that's gonna make some noise, homie. I know. So, uh, in an interview with King Five News, also if there's gonna be a saw sticking out of the other side of the wall. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but like people would notice. Well, this was done at night. They broke in. Maybe you get lucky with a camera angle not looking at it, though, but, like, that's going to be visible. They used an ECM jammer once the hole was cut. Ah, yes, that that explains (laughs) everything. Yeah. Uh, They used one of those uh, flipper devices that just got banned on Amazon. I want a flipper. That's that's not a discussion for a podcast. We'll talk about that later. Regional man... So, here's what they thought. They said that the perpetrators cut through the bathroom wall without hitting any pipes so they if it's just like plaster or something like that sure but usually those walls are where your plumbing's connected to that's what they're yeah that's what they're saying like they they were able to cut through without hitting any wires or pipes so they either got lucky or kind of knew the layout for that um Mark said no employees were inside Apple or Seattle Coffee Gear stores when the crime allegedly occurred. Um, it, that, uh, it's amazing. This is amazing, and I love it, and I kind of hope the guys get caught. Now, they did say it was worth $500,000. Uh, they also said that replacing uh, Seattle Coffee Gear's locks would be around $900. Um, the coffee appliance store also expects the bathroom repairs to be around $800. So not too bad, honestly. I do the, hope whoever the stole the iPhones drops off an anonymous, like, just like a bank slip full of the repair money. That would be hella baller. <laughs> that would be fun. I was like, I, you know, I heard, I would go and, <laughs> it would be bad, I would get caught immediately. Go in there and be like, I heard what happened here's two thousand dollars to to cover those the cost for that of those random people that broke into the store that i have no idea who they were no no you just slide the envelope down while you're wearing a trench coat and sunglasses and and they just go shh walk (laughs) out the store uh there are a couple other memorable heists this is the biggest one i've heard of the five hundred thousand dollars though again i always assume that those prices are inflated yeah, that's like four iPhones, right? Yeah, something like that. Uh, one of the most brazen examples came in 2022 when two people snatched $35,000 worth of merchandise from an Apple store in Palo Alto, California, including the date uh, during the daytime on Black Friday. As you might expect, the store was packed with people with camera-equipped phones, and footage quickly found its way onto the Internet. You dummies. <laughs> I mean, they, they did a smashing grab. Yeah, but... It was it was dumb. Um, one of the, so it does say five hundred thousand dollars is one of the largest dollar amounts that they've seen. Uh, but there have been allegations of one million dollar schemes in 2018. Seventeen people were arrested and charged with robbing Apple stores across 19 California counties, uh, which ended up being worth over a million dollars. So. That's Again, just Tim Cook trying to inflate the price of an Apple phone. He's like, I'm going to get my money out of this device somehow. Again, I would try to find a way to include this in either either Payday 2 as DLC or Payday 3 as a standard mission. Like, It sounds more like future crime, which is I'm, I'm hoping the direction Payday 3 goes. 
Yeah. That'd and be- yes, I would love to do this. <laughs> be pretty great. We're gonna move in, a, on. in a video game. I can't stress that enough. In a video game. In, in a in a video game. That's what I'm gonna do. We'll talk about that flipper later. Yeah. So, uh, this is something Nicolotis brought up. She's unable to be here today. It is Easter, and she has a child. So that kind of makes sense that she's spending time with her kid. Um, this I had seen on Twitter, uh, but she had she had posted it, which. Twitter has labeled NPR's account as state-affiliated media, which is not true. That's not correct. Also, I believe they already fixed it, but we'll go on. Yes. There is a... Excuse me. There, there are a lot of people on, the, 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 on a certain side of the political spectrum that think that because Twitter received some grants from... Or, I'm sorry, NPR received some grants from... Uh, you know, the state that they are state affiliated media, that is untrue. They are unaffiliated and, and mostly nonprofit. Um, I think that's the point of the grant. Yeah. And Twitter had, for some reason, had NPR was linked to, I doesn't show the tweet here and blah, but the, Twitter had posted something and it had labeled NPR saying it was state affiliated which is bullshit. Twitter's owner and CEO, Elon Musk, acknowledged the new tag was applied to NPR, responding to a tweet about the shift. Musk posted an image of a screenshot showing Twitter's policy defining state-affiliated media, uh, media, which he said it seems accurate. And right, you can't just label people stuff like that, though. Yeah, that's, um, what's the libel? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's textbook libel. Yeah, and so Nick Lotus was saying in in our chat that they hope uh, it gets they that Twitter gets sued for this. I doubt that's going to happen. I I doubt Elon Musk or Twitter is going to be sued for this. And if they are, it'll just be a slap on the wrist, right? They're not going to. It's not going to really affect anything. It's not like Twitter's going to be shut down for it. Um, it does, the language echoes an explanation gave in 2020 when it announced the state affiliated media label, at least one page on Twitter site still lists NPR as an exception as of late, uh, morning on last Wednesday says state financed media organizations with editorial independence, like the BBC in the UK or NPR in the U S for example, are not defined as state affiliated media sources for the purposes of this policy. So they aren't. BBC isn't. NPR isn't. Uh, so RT isn't. Wait, hold on. Uh, Reet and Entertainment isn't. Although, if you want, if the state wants to give me money, we will gladly sell out just, just immediately. Nine dollars a month. That's all it costs for Reet and Entertainment to sell out. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Let's talk about more future crime. More? Do you want to talk about more future crime? Sure. So, apparently Tesla can be easily hacked in under two minutes. And it looks like... Did I post this? I think I posted it, but I know you read it as well. Um, We spoke about it before, that there's some, something known as a relay attack, where you can take your phone and basically amplify the signal 
or you can take a device and amplify the signal of the uh, locking mechanism for cars when when they use the key fobs. And so even if the key fob's far, far away, you can find a way to kind of trick the car into saying, oh, it's close, and then you can unlock the car and leave. And they found some ingenious ways to do this. If you scroll down, uh, you can see that there are some pictures. Where are the pictures? They're pretty far down, like halfway through. Oh, it's because it's on the second page, I think. Yeah, it's on the second page. Um, there is a picture of a JBL Bluetooth speaker that somebody modified to include this relay. And so they can easily, in under two minutes, hack, you know, Teslas and, and other cars like the Toyota RAV4 pretty quickly. I love the modif modification here because you just see a giant blob of like hot glue. Do do you see that? I mean, I, I, it looks like it's soldered on there. Uh, we were talking about the can injector chip, right? What? Yes, it is soldered uh, could... on there, but there is a just a blob of like hot glue holding it together. Is that what that? I thought that was like a big ass plastic component. Oh, that looks sloppy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like they they soldered it on there, and then just put a blob of some black goo on it to like hold all the extra components together. Like one professional to the other, the the wire work looks legit. There's like the the very southernmost lead. That's definitely gonna short something. But I mean, other than that, it all looks fine. And then the very top of it, it's just like I'm just gonna leave this right next to this lit can. Oh no, it all melted. What happened? Yeah. It was so it's great. I again, future crime. Uh, I'm not going to read through the entire article, but basically, what they have said is if you look down in the comments, it says, I'm an engineer who worked for several years at Automotive Radar Company. I can tell you that those guys are working as fast as they can uh, to have all the canvas messages encrypted. Uh, granted, encryption is may only delay the next can injection attack until description or sniffing is added in. So right now, the reason it is this is working is because there's zero encryption. So you're able to basically hijack that signal and push it into the car. Once they add just like a single layer of encryption, this bypass won't work and they'll have to find a way to decrypt only to install another glob connected to that one glob that encrypts the the packet that you send before it gets sent out yes indeed well and who knows who knows maybe that'll fix it for the most part i mean i have a key fob on my car and while yes this is something that can be done and people have been doing it where the reason they use the jbl speaker is because they're able to you know put all this stuff in there and then if a cop comes up to you, you're just like, oh, here's my Bluetooth speaker. Instead of, hey, what's this circuit board you have that just exposed and says, my car hacking gadget? So I've, I did a little bit of reading because I was a little curious. And it's funny that we mentioned DCMs earlier because that's actually kind of what's happening. Mm -hmm. So there's these short CAN messages, which are just, you know, small bits of serialized data that gets sent, you know, really fast with instructions. 
normally the car can tell that, oh, I'm getting bound with a whole bunch of data. I'm just going to, like, not accept data. I'm not going to forward this anymore. The purpose of that little glob, ultimately what it does is it makes it so the, like, electronic components that communicate to each other can no longer talk to one another. So that way it can still listen to messages, but when it's getting that signal that's like, oh, I'm being bound, I better stop, it never receives that. So it just stays open until it receives the key that fits perfect. Yeah. And then you're able to drive off, and they were able to do that with the RAV4. I know that a few months ago they were able to hack a Tesla with a similar message, uh, uh, which is concerning. Again, I have a fob on my car, and I'm not really concerned that anybody's actually going to steal my car with this, but it is kind of dis- disturbing that it can happen. Uh, then again, I-, I really like my keyless entry for my car. Except for having to replace the battery. That's a pain in the butt. What, do you have a, a fobless car, or do you have like an old like 1990 Subaru still? I have a 2001 yeah, it's, it's pretty old. Like, I do have a fob. I can remote start my car. I can theoretically unlock it if I place the batteries on it. But if somebody's going to steal my car, they're just going to pop the bottom and put some wires together. Yeah. That's cool that you have a, a remote start. I do not have remote start. I would like to have remote start, but it costs like 180 bucks, which isn't a lot of money, but I'm like, eh, it's fine. I I, I, it's nice in the winter, except mm-hmm. that I park in a garage. So. Oh, that's lovely. I don't have a garage, so I have a driveway, and I have a girlfriend who likes parking directly behind me. No, it'd be great for your situation. Mm-hmm. But buy a new car. Uh, I am I am going to buy a new car uh, probably next year. We'll see. I wanted to buy one this year, but it it the the car that I want isn't getting released until next year, and the other car that I kind of want. I would have to sign up for a huge waiting list. so And, and it wouldn't get as much range because I want to buy an electric car. That being said, uh, we're going to move on and talk about another electric car with cameras inside. That's something I always wanted. Cameras watching me while I drive. We spoke about this a little bit in podcast. Was it on podcast discussion or was it in podcast? Oh, no, this was a different chat this was in uh, parallax abstractions chat that we were talking about it but tesla talk about tesla again and they they watch you they they watch you have sex they love it they love it they love it so there is a camera that is in inside the vehicle that aids with self-driving because they kind of need to and i understand the the idea that they have a camera in there that watches you while you drive and are using the self-driving feature uh where you have like lane what's it called lane stay ability i forget what lane assist or whatever basically if you're in the high on the highway you enable the auto drive feature and it just makes makes it so that you go straight and you're not going to leave the lane and you don't have to like continuously move the wheel to make sure you're in the lane. It'll automatically do that for you, which is great. And they have a camera on you that says, Hey, we're going to watch you. And if you're on your phone too much, or you're like watching a video or God forbid you fall asleep while we're driving, then we'll pull over to the side of the road and you have to 
wake up and take control of the vehicle. Uh, and I know from experience, I have a, a coworker that has a Tesla and he said, once you hit 90, it's like 90 miles an hour. If you're in that auto drive mode, it won't let you do that until you restart the car. So you can only do auto drive up to a certain uh, mileage. If you go over that, then they'll be like, no, you have to, you have to drive yourself from now on. And so those are some nice features. The problem is it should be a closed system. That none of that data should leave the car. It maybe, maybe the data, like just text files saying like they looked down at their phone for 20 seconds or they went over 90 miles an hour, et cetera, et cetera. Those would be fine to send. The problem is they're actually sending the video feed back to Tesla, which is, uh, what's the, not good. It's not Creepy. good. It's creepy. And it says Tesla says its in-car cameras are designed from the ground up to protect your privacy. Uh, the Reuters report described employees as having easy access to the camera's output and sharing that freely with other employees, which seems illegal. And they, they should be fired immediately, possibly prosecuted, and Tesla should also be fined. Uh, uh, all of that I agree with. If somebody was like sharing photos of my kids, or not even my kids, just sharing photos of me, mm -hmm. that's not your business. What are you doing? The only thing I could see this used for, and again, I, I think it should be a closed system, uh, is if there's an accident or something like that. But that should be able to be get got from the car itself. There should be something that you have to like plug in and get that data off the car not immediately transmitted to tesla themselves i guarantee the card has a hard drive in it somewhere like just yeah. store it in the black box there get it so, when you need it don't yeah. send that shit back home to mother base indeed Creepy. some of the recordings caught tesla customers in embarrassing situations one ex-employee described a video of a man uh approaching a vehicle completely naked also shared uh crashes and road rage incidents one crash video in 2021 showed a tesla driving at high speed in a residential area, hitting a child on a bike. According to another ex-employee, the, oh God, that's, that's awful. The child flew in one direction, the bike in another. Video spread around Tesla office in San Mateo, California via private one-on-one -on -one chats. Um, I want to know what happened. I hope the kid's okay, but fuck, it's not good. Um, there were also uh, pictures of dogs and funny road signs that employees made into memes by embellishing them with amusing captions or commentary before posting them in private group chats. Some posts could be seen by scores of employees. I think this is entering the questionable legality yeah. territory. Uh, it does say here as Reuters notes tesla's customer privacy notice says that camera recordings remain anonymous and are not linked to you or your vehicle but seven ex-employees told them the computer program they used at work could show the location of recordings which potentially could reveal where a tesla owner lived yes if you are the only person who lives at this particular address and this happened they could definitely find out who who had that 
recording. And also, let's say Connor's the person that walked up to a Tesla naked. They could take, they could, that would be a video of Connor that they are using. And I'm sure his face is pretty identifiable. So uh, I don't like it. Um, I don't like my face either. No, mom always no. said I had a face for radio. Well, that's good that you're here on the Reet and Entertainment podcast. Um, it says weather sharing has stopped is unclear. This is all from Ars Technica. Of course, uh, it hasn't. It says Reuters said it contacted over 300 former Tesla employees who worked on the company's self-driving system. More than a dozen agreed to answer questions on conditions of anon anonymity. The, the, the. Uh, Reuters said it wasn't able to obtain any of these shared videos or images, which ex-employees said that they hadn't kept. It also couldn't determine whether the practice of sharing recordings, which occurred within uh, some of Tesla's as recently as this year, it, whether it continues today or how widespread it was. Some former employees contacted said that the only sharing they observed for le was for legitimate work purposes, such as seeking assistance from colleagues or supervisors. I think that any sharing of these is is not legitimate unless again it has to do with some legal like the 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 Tesla hitting the kid, right? That should be released as part of a lawsuit, but not just shared among Tesla employees because of the fun of it. Uh one practice involving videos from Parked cars has been stopped, and an ex-employee also said that some recordings appeared to have been made when cars were parked and turned off. So they're still recording even when they're turned off. Several years ago, Tesla would receive video recordings from its vehicles even when they were off. If owners gave consent, it has since stopped doing so. So I, yeah, hopefully they do change. Hopefully something happens here where either Tesla gets sued and gets some sort of fine. And then yes. they have to stop that. But, you know, it's it seems very appropriate. It's not going to happen, but it seems very appropriate. Again, even if they get fined or have to pay something, it's just going to be a pittance. It's going to be nothing to them. Like when you're a multi billion dollar company and they're like, we're fining you $2 million. Like it's not going to, it's not going to stop. If Tesla anything. can do it, then anyone can do it. And that's not the direction I want to see us go. It's, it's already happening. It's, it's too late. Right. But, we should still at least pretend like it's not acceptable. Right. Um, two former Tesla employees told them that they weren't bothered by the sharing of images, saying that customers had given their consent or that people long ago had given up any reasonable expectation of keeping personal data private. Uh, fuck you guys. They should be shot out of a cannon into the sun. <laughs> I, I will not agree with that, but I... That's I how you agree. solve that problem, though. That is a solution, but the problem is I don't think we have a cannon that's powerful enough to shoot somebody into the sun. Then he'll be amongst the stars. I don't even think we could make them amongst anymore. the stars. We could totally mass project somebody out of the atmosphere. Totally. It might take a rocket. We could do that, though. <laughs> they have SpaceX. They round them up and then put them on a SpaceX rocket, and then the rocket will explode before it <laughs> enters the atmosphere. That would uh, but, be so fitting. But what would happen if, if you took a cannon and it was powerful enough to launch them even into the atmosphere, they would burn up before they would get to the atmosphere. Like, I, be, I don't see a problem with this. They, it's a they, symbolic cannon launching, as all cannon launchings are. 
Yes. Yes. Um, so uh, we we are pretty much on agree w- agreement that this is not cool. I've already determined that while Teslas are cool cars, and I, I, I don't hate them, I've ridden in one, I will never buy a Tesla, even if they were cheaper, even if I could afford one, which I can. I can't afford one if I really wanted to. But even if I was like, man, I want a Tesla, I want that electric car... There's, I have decided that I don't like Elon Musk enough that I don't want to give him any money. And buying a, buying a Tesla would be giving him money. And I don't like that. Um, and also, I have friends who like the Cybertruck. And why? The Cybertruck looks awful. It, it you- does look like something you'd see in like a junior high school student's art journal. It looks terrible. It looks, I, I don't know how people think that that is a good looking machine because it looks like a really bad Lego design. I, I just, I, I hate it. I hate it so much, but I won't say the, the car that I want to buy, but it's, it's really cool. One day, hopefully next year, I'll be able to buy one if it actually goes into production. We'll see. But that is the end of our podcast. I don't even know if people are going to be able to listen to it. That's why I said it's the lost episode. Yeah. And we'll be back. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe we'll be back next week. Maybe we'll, see. we'll be back. Maybe we'll be back. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here, Connor. Uh, you needed someone to be here. Yeah. Nobody else was showing up. And uh, we'll be back next week. Bye. Goodbye. So uh, we watch anime.